Hi, welcome back to Kansas City's Marketing and Advertising Podcast. I am your host again, David English. And if you remember, we, we set out with this podcast talking to and talking with locally owned marketing companies, hoping to give them a platform to talk about who they are, what they can do, maybe how they're different than other people. Um, if you remember, I, I run a locally owned outdoor advertising company here in Kansas City um, called AdTrend. And, um, our goal was to really get in front of as many of these locally owned marketing advertising companies as we as we can, and today's no different. Uh, I have with me today uh, Steve DeFranco of Inquest Marketing. Now, Steve is the the driving force behind all of the growth that Inquest has seen over the last handful of years. If you aren't aware, they have made quite a ripple effect throughout Kansas City, uh, bringing on client after client and. A lot of the reason for their success is is really the relationships they build with the clients, um, how their approach may be a little bit different. And um, if you could, I mean, I, sit back and really enjoy what Steve has to say because his story and his approach to building relationships with clients and all that they all that he's done in his past really embodies the grit, the grind, and really what Inquest is when uh when relating to their clients so um thanks again for jumping on i appreciate all the listeners and all the comments from you and we'll dig into that here just right at the end of the podcast with a few questions that have come up but um right now steve man how are you doing what's going on i'm doing really well thank you for having me here today uh, it's a pleasure you guys um have really over the last handful of years uh, it's been it's been remarkable your name pops up a little little bit more frequently all the time with a, a new client here and a new client there and congrats on your success yeah we've had some uh, good wins recently and some sad losses but uh, as long as the business stays in Kansas City and other agencies get it in Kansas City I don't really kind of uh, mind that too much yeah as long as it stays local right yeah, I yeah. think that's a really good thing actually so give the listeners I uh, an idea, you know, who are you, where are you from, what's what's going on? Me personally? I, uh, yeah. Well, I'm born and raised, obviously, in the uh, United Kingdom. Right. Um, but actually, they're not very united right now, and there's no <laughs> king, so I'll just say England. And uh, But uh, I was born in London, and um, in mid-50s, and uh, moved to the United States where, in 1996, and I've uh, been here, uh, married to Grace, for 23 years now, uh, working at Inquest for the last two years. And um, I really enjoy it. Before that, I was actually at a much larger agency that I was there for 10 years. And we grew from uh, about 12 people when I started to about 250 and it recently sold. Um, But uh, I left about two years ago because of the growth. I kind of feel like we got lost in the shuffle a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh, didn't really kind of have much connection with the customers anymore. Um, They were um, really pushing a lot of software and it just didn't fit me. It didn't fit me. I like people, and I my interaction became smaller and smaller and smaller. And I love Kansas City. I think it's a great place. And uh, so I opted to make a new start and jump into a smaller company of about 50 folks and uh, sink or swim. That's yeah. uh, always been kind of my, my objective and always uh, to swim. But despite the uh, last 12 to 15 years uh, in the marketing world, that's not where you're written your initial backgrounds from, though, right? You you've got uh, um, a background that's not in the marketing world. Uh, no, although I suppose no, but uh, it's it's very much in the performance world and sales yeah. is 
I suppose, a performance art. It is. Um, but I was a professional drummer for yeah. many years, about 18 years of age, I turned professional. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of people say that, but I was actually quite a well-known band, if you know the genre of music called ska. And I was in a British ska band called Bad Manners, and we toured, on average, about 250 shows a year in 40 different countries for about... 11 years of my life and uh, so it was uh, it was quite a, a challenge 13 guys on a bus and uh, you can imagine that kind of gets a bit uh, interesting at times to say the least and uh, because there's also lots of culture on that bus too we got you know Londoners seven Londoners a couple of guys from Jamaica two from St. Kitts uh, one from St. Lucia and there was like revolving kind of personalities in there so it was a really interesting ride but we were all like a uh, band of brothers, basically. A little bit different than working in marketing here in Kansas. Yeah, yeah, but I think it teed up. It teed up a lot of things for me. And uh, how so? Well, I got on with a lot of people. Had to really adapt. And uh, you know, I've always liked people and performance, and uh, so it kind of uh, it put me in good stead. But when I when I landed here, obviously that was a different thing altogether because I literally had met um, my wife after touring for 11 years. I took some time off, lived in San Francisco for a brief period, hiked across the United States, got to Kansas City, went to a barbecue, and uh, this pretty young Italian girl walked in, and I was like, that's the girl I'm going to marry. And I did about nine months later. Um, I say it's 23 years this year, actually. Well, but I moved here with two bags of clothes and a bicycle and about $1,500 in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. And I uh, thought, what am I going to do now? And I tried out multiple things um, because of the music background. Um, I come from a pretty um, rough upbringing. I uh, didn't go to college. And uh, I um, basically, uh, drums saved my life, actually. I think it dragged me out of what you would call the projects in America. Drums was just something that I was good at I knew I was never going to be the best but I think when you're hungry and you want to be successful and you want to get out of situations that are not necessarily uh, good to be in and I've got a lot of friends who never escape that kind of lifestyle so uh, the opportunity was there to play the drums and I just kind of grabbed it I seized it I really did it, it literally uh, saved my life it really did it was my religion drumming and uh, got out of that life and just uh, started touring but uh you know met the guys in the band bad manners and auditioned for them and didn't think i'd get it but i got it and next thing i know i'm traveling around the world and uh, here we are many years later do you think that background i mean growing up you know in the the equivalent of the projects and, and on the road drumming you know without a um a residence to go back to every night if you will like um can you look back at that now and really see the benefits of how it maybe framed you as a, as a person that you are today? I think the, I, I, I don't know, it's, I was always the person in the band that took all the photos, that made all the relationships with all these American guys across America. I met all these different bands and we, we were quite a big band and we had bands like The Bostones, No Doubt, Fishbone, all open up for us and I would meet all these different people but there would be so many other bands that were not famous and still aren't famous that I just made friends of all these guys and I saw it as always an opportunity to learn and to experience and when I came to the United States after growing up where I grew up and just saw the vastness of this country and 
You know, you always heard about the opportunity in this country, the opportunity to grow, the opportunity, and for me, it was the opportunity to reinvent myself, to sort of get away from all this stigma that I grew up with. I was like, this is a, just an incredible place to come to. And I never thought I'd end up living here. I really, I kind of, in the back of my mind, wanted to, obviously, but I didn't know, I didn't, I wasn't looking for a wife to kind of, you know, it just, it kind of all just happened. It was in the big plan, I suppose, you know. And uh, so, but I, I made all these great friends across the United States and uh, just saw everything as an opportunity to learn and grow and reach out and learn about people's lives. And, uh, and some of those guys, I mean, I met out in Fresno and San Francisco. They actually drove to my wedding on the hill in St. Louis. I mean, they got in a car and drove across the country. And uh, so it, it was quite an amazing experience. That's wonderful. I uh, um, look back and you, you talked about you know, a chance to reinvent yourself. And I, you and I have shared a conversation prior to this conversation about that. And um, do you think people really understand what that means? Do you, do you think it's really an idea that when you say reinvent yourself, do you... I understand the concept, well, but do you really? Do I don't know. Get... I, I don't know how much you personally want to share on a podcast, but like you know, no, we good. we we grew up. Um, you know, I grew up. My dad was in prison most of you know my growing up in and out of prison, and it wasn't the best opportunity. And I think when you grow up in those types of situations, um, I see it here in certain parts of our city, which are you know sadly there are kids who probably aspire to be something, but because of their socio-economic you know where they live and and uh, they are told that they're never going to be that because of you know and that's what I was told I was you know I always had these dreams about kind of being a drummer and being these things and people like people like us don't become drummers it's like the coal miner story you know your your granddad was a coal miner your dad was a coal miner you're going to be a coal miner mm-hmm. and I and I didn't see that for myself and I don't know why I didn't see that for myself I mean my mum worked every hour to kind of keep me and my two brothers in clothes and food and my dad was never there, so it was, it was um, always a struggle. And I think you know when you grow up like that, and you have that type of situation and that type of um, one one parent who's always uh, not not very good. I think that it follows you. I I you know didn't have a lot of close friends growing up, so I think I was always looking for an escape route. And like I say, a lot of my friends uh, who I grew up with, who are still great friends of mine, they just never escaped they mm. they still live there i see them on facebook i see their lives on facebook and they are living in the same streets in the same doing the same things they were got into drugs they got into drink they got into they got girls pregnant at 15 years of age they made all those decisions i never did all my friends were going on vacation at 15 and 16 going jumping on planes to go to greece and hang out and i was like oh, i just want to do the drums <laughs> You know, I just want to go and play drums and do that. And the drums saved your life. They literally did. They literally did, you know. Yeah. So I, you know, um, I, I feel very fortunate because, like I said, I, I knew I was never going to be the best. But I think when you're hungry and you have tenacity and you have drive and you just want to change. Uh, and I don't know where it comes from because, you know, uh, I, I, I'm sure it comes from somewhere. Probably my mother, who's incredible. But, but um you just that wanting to be something different and I have two brothers mm-hmm. who are just like me um, one's retired he's 52 now Tony is um, he's, he's semi-retired he's, but he owns so much property and stuff he's done really well for himself but none of us finished school <laughs> Jeez, I don't know if I should be proud of that actually but, but I kind of am because you know I, I'm kind of living proof that you can 
do something without having that traditional you're going to do these foot the if you do all these steps you'll be successful and i i kind of didn't follow any of them yeah you know i can't imagine what my wife's parents thought when she you know my wife's an only child of a big italian family sicilian and they you know i she says i'm going to marry this guy from england he's got no job he hasn't got much money he's got no prospects uh I'm surprised, you know, the concrete boots aren't still on the back doorstep waiting for me, you know. <laughs> uh, Maybe they are, who knows? Uh, yeah, but they're amazing people and they love me and, and we've worked really hard, me yeah. and Grace, so, you know. So I, I bring it up and I, I, I continue to ask a few questions about it because I think it's important for people who listen and who don't know you personally to uh, um, understand that's where... You know, a lot of your per, your personality comes from is is from where you're from and your background and your philosophy and of getting to know people and, and relating to them in a certain way. And um, so, I wanted to make sure we talked about it because I think it's really important when we talk about you know your role here at Inquest, uh, sales and business development and relating with the customers that you bring in the door. Um, I think your background tells a lot about how you operate business here in the future? Well, I think, you know, authenticity is a big word for me. You know, I, I, I don't really have a lot of airs and graces. I certainly know my technology and I certainly know um, the things that we do here at the company and how we can kind of uh, um, implement those types of strategies. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think um, I, like, I genuinely like people. I genuinely like learning about people. It's not just about the sale. Um, that you know, almost sometimes the sale becomes incidental. You have you make great relationships with people and forge great friendships with people, and then you end up working together. Um, I just landed a fantastic client here in Kansas City, um, a company called TouchNet, and mm -hmm. you know they're they're wonderful. And right now we've just it's it's going fantastic, and um, but the, the the people over there um, they're awesome. They're just great people, and we've had. The work almost seems incidental sometimes. Right. It, is that important to you? I mean, to, to be able to work with people that you genuinely enjoy and like that are wonderful people versus just going out and getting the sale and, and moving on to the next. Is, is that relationship important to you? Uh, I think the relationship is really important. Yeah. I really do. I think, uh, I know this probably sounds really bad in sales, but I'm not money driven and I'm, I'm happiness driven. I really am driven by my personal happiness and mm -hmm. the happiness of my family and, and my friends around me. Um, I'm in my 50s now. I don't really aspire to climb up any ladders. I love to see people around me kind of uh, who are a lot younger in the office here. They're the people that should be kind of having the opportunity to grow and to sort of experience that. So if we can bring great opportunities to the company and let other people grow around us. I'm, I love watching that. I really enjoy seeing people have those opportunities. I've had tons of self-created opportunities in, in many things in my life. And, uh, but I really enjoy seeing people get excited about work, get excited about projects, and, uh, and taking, them, you know, taking their education and their abilities to the next level and growing. I really enjoy that. What, what, what do you enjoy about that? Do you enjoy seeing them develop? Do you enjoy seeing um, people getting opportunities for, for themselves that will benefit them when they are your age? What, what about that makes you so excited? Well, I think, you know, I, I think internally, like I like to bring people into meetings that they maybe feel uncomfortable. Okay. They don't have to say anything. I always say it up front. But I, I like to bring people into a meeting that they wouldn't normally be a part of. Because I think it really 
kind of gives them an understanding of the process of what we go through to kind of get the sale and to work with people. But also I think it just it just makes people feel stepping out of their comfort zone. They don't just come into the office and sit at a desk and knock out a whole bunch of social media strategy and then go home at the end of the day. They kind of see what goes on to get to that point. And, and then also they feel like they're, they're contributing to everything too and learning about other things. And also you learn about them as people and see where they should be going. And maybe you can sort of see a trajectory for them with their career or just help them in any other, any other way. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, and I think that's part of what creates the unique and special environment around here at Inquest because you don't get that in a lot of places. You, um, a lot of times people will come in, they, they do their social media campaigns and they go home and it's not like that here, is it? No, we have a, a lot of interaction. There are, you know, I say, because I am older than a lot of people here, so it's kind of fun. I think some people think I'm the janitor, maybe, I'm not sure, but, uh, <laughs> you know, wander around the office. Because I do wander around a lot. Right. I do really believe in that. I actually go around deliberately and talk to people. Why? I think that because people are just so driven by their phones and driven by, you know, their computers, they do not look people in the eye enough. And I think that... I deliberately go around and I ask people about their day, ask them about their weekend, what they're gonna do. I deliberately communicate with people on a personal level. Every day I walk around. I think I drive people nuts sometimes. I really do, but I don't care. I really don't care because you just need to have that one-to-one -one interaction. You can't just be in the cube and, and just you know, ignore each other all day long and then send me a text. I'm like, uh, you know, if I send an email to somebody and I don't get a response back fairly quickly, I'll just go and ask them. But most of the time, I won't even send the email. I'll kind of, I'll talk to them first, then follow up with the email to, to sort of like make sure that it gets done. But I like to make sure that we have contact with people every day. And I encourage it in the office. I mean, and Brian does here too, the owner of, of Inquest. I mean, he's, we, we need to communicate on a personal level, not just through our computers. How does that philosophy roll over to your clients? Do you feel like you're touching base with them, you know, in, in a similar fashion? Well, you know, um, a lot of my clients come to my gigs. Okay. <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's great. It's kind of has a double-edged sword, actually. You're still playing drums. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. a double-edged sword, actually, because I'm like, oh, I hope nothing happens. But like, uh, <laughs> but I love it. I mean, and they come, and I've got a great band locally, so I know... I'm going to fulfill the task. They're going to have a great time, you know, but um, I think um, I like to communicate with the, the clients on a personal level. And I mm -hmm. call, I still cold call all the time. Yeah. I get the phone out, I call people and I'll talk to them. And I had a great call yesterday with a guy at a rail company and we end up talking about nothing for 20 minutes. You know, like a Seinfeld episode, really. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know so I, we just chatted. And I think that's what it's about. I got him on the phone, we had a talk and we talked about, you know, because a lot of people say, well, where are you from? And then that leads down that path. Yeah. And we start talking. And we end up talking about, you know, just anything. And I can think I can hold a conversation with anybody about anything. Yeah. I think that's important too. I think, you know, a lot of people in sales today, you know, at my previous job, which I loved, and it was a great company, uh, we had several salespeople start. And I'll never forget one day when someone came up to me and said to me, after I've been there about, about 10 days, who gives out the leads? I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? Who, who's in charge of the leads? Who gives them out? I'm like, nobody. You have to go and find them. And that's what I've always done. I am a hunter. I de definitely fit the hunter role. Mm -hmm. I absolutely 100% do. And I, so I, you know, I'm surrounded by people who help me in other areas. I, I truly believe, like I say, 
if I relate it back to the drumming, I knew I was never going to be the best at drumming, but I knew I had certain skills and they were augmented by other people in this company. There's no one person that closes a deal in a company, I don't feel nowadays. Uh, you need to be surrounded by very smart people who are part of a team. So, you know, um, we, we're working on a couple of RFPs right now. I can really do the guts of it, but I need some technical help with the writing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'll, I'll lean on people across the company to help me and, uh, and it's great. And then it's a team win, it's not me. We celebrate the win. It's not the sales guy got it in the door. It's never the sales guy, I don't think it is. And if you stand there, I believe, and say that I won this, mm -hmm. I, I think that's a detriment to everybody in the company. Well, it's a terrible attitude yeah. too. But I, I've seen that and I, I you know, we, we win things, we've lost things. We've responded to RFPs we didn't get. We put so much effort in. Mm -hmm. And I just always try and look on the positive side of that. Like, well, that was a great learning experience for us as a group of people. We didn't get it. That doesn't matter. But we, we created so much great work out of it that we can leverage that in the future. And I always try to spin it in a positive way. I really try to. And then when we do win something, you know, I, I'm the first. We had a company meeting recently. I just said that, you know, I made it clear that I didn't win this. It was me, Jessica, Ben, Brian, uh, Mike upstairs. We won it. The team won it. And, and that's really important to me that it's recognized across the company because then there's, there's no, there shouldn't be any resentment from people like, well, I helped and I didn't get any recognition. I think everyone should get recognized. You know, I love that because, because you're, you're right. It, it's really quick for the person on the front line to get the credit for all the work that was done when there was a, so much done on the back end that you know really put everything together. I've seen it. Honestly, I, I, I keep in contact with several people and um, I, sh I shouldn't say, but like they felt that the sales guy was getting the big bonus check, but they were doing all the work. Oh. They were filling out most of the responses. They were literally selling and uh, and I, I saw that, and I, I really learned. If you don't learn from that, you're you're crazy. Man, it's the beauty of and the struggle, both of of a a locally owned. I'm going to use the word, you know, local business, not a small business, but a local business. Um, I relate it back, you know, with me and my billboards. Uh -huh. I mean, I may I may have a relationship with the client, but if it's not for my installers that do a great job, that advertisement's not getting up onto the board. Yeah. It's a we. It's not a me. It's a, it's a we. We did this together. Yeah. And you, ha you have to have that attitude. Yeah. And, I, and the same in the band. I mean, like, yeah. Same, I always create back to music. You know, I'm, I'm, I was always stuck at the back driving the band. Yeah. And uh, I could see what was going on, always acknowledge who was doing what and see what was going on. And, it's, and, and being in a band is a total team effort. It mm. really is. And I've been in bands that have folded. And because you've got one person who's a prima donna. You know, yeah. and they wanna, they want all the limelight, and I'm like, well, okay, but but when you have, when we had 13 guys in a the band, there were several prima donnas actually right. in that band. Do you want to give the current band a plug? Who who are you playing with right now? I, well, I'm I'm in a local band. It's just an 80s kind of covers band. It's called the, it, we're called the Weasels. Okay. And, and yeah. they've got a website, kcweasels.com, and uh, we just play out locally. But it's a really fun band. That is fun. But we've been together 16 years. And, uh, you know, um, they're just really great people more than anything in the world. It's all about the friendships. And, I, and honestly, it's like anything in life. I think it, don't go to work if you hate where you work. Don't do anything you don't like doing. Life's too short. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could play probably in other bands, but 
uh, I love these guys. They're just really great friends of mine. We've kind of really formed a fantastic bond over the years, and uh, we have a lot of fun. That's fun. No, I, so I'm going to throw you a few curveballs here. I mentioned earlier um, that we had a few questions come in from some listeners, and mm-hmm. based on the question, I've been holding them back in hopes that you can you can help me answer them. And um, if you want to just pass, just we'll just we'll pass on the questions. But um, the first comes from a lady who uh, we shared a handful of emails. Uh, her name is Andrea, and she. Uh, um, We've emailed back quite, quite, quite a bit, but she is a professed business owner, um, but she, uh, she doesn't feel comfortable with and expresses grief towards sales and that first meeting with someone. That she, she says after meeting with someone several times, she'll warm up to them, but that initial meeting, the anxiety that's build, that builds up is um, definitely a detriment to the growth of her business because she avoids it. Um, you being a hunter, me being someone who's traditionally always been in business development, um, what are your thoughts? Any ideas on how to maybe get past that anxiety and, and help well, her? I, I think it's, I think there are hunters and farmers and all those types of personalities in sales. I really do. I think that, you know, I've got terribly thick skin and I don't get offended. I don't get easily upset by anything. I really don't. Right. Again, life's too short to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, you know, Reading people is, is sometimes difficult. It's harder on the phone, I think, sometimes when you cold call into people. But genuinely, if, you, if you're going to go meet someone face to face, I wouldn't want to do business with somebody who didn't respect me the same way. If, if they just see me as, um, if, if they put, if I'm looked upon as, I look at them as an equal. And mm-hmm. if they don't treat me like an equal from, the, from day one, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of like, not done with them, but... I would let them know. Yeah. I would certainly say something if, I, if they were rude to me. Or, but I generally go and just be myself. I mean, I just kind of like, I've always, I like life. I, I love where I live. I love the city. Um, there's a lot to be really thankful for living in the United States. I'm pretty happy most of the time. So I just think being yourself is so important. You know, just be authentic and go in with the passion for your business. And if you, if you have passion about anything, it's, it's, I think it's, you know, it, it, People are attracted to that passion, mm-hmm. you know, and if you just, you know, if you go in there all melancholy and, you know, like I'm doing you a favor, I think they're going to see that. They see through that. People see that. And I think they read your body language, who you are as a person. I'm just like, I just wear it all out there. And if you don't like it, okay, we'll move on. You know, your body language, your nonverbals, you know, what's your, uh, what you're not saying. And it's all about how you sit, how you lean, yeah. how you listen. I mean, and, um. Those are, if you'll agree, I don't. I assume you will, but as important, if not more, than in what that conversation is really like. I mean, displaying that confidence and the understanding of what's going on. Yeah, I'm. But I am. A, I'm not. I don't mean this like in a. I'm a loud person. You're not in a just audio. You know, like audio loud. But right. Yeah. You know, my, my wife will say, "Are you wearing that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm wearing that." She's like. <laughs> It's like I have a lot of I like I like kind of crazy and I like kind of like wild things. I like kind of like loud things. I'm, and like I buy jackets that she's like, where are you gonna wear that? I'm like out with to dinner. She's like, not with me, you know. I'm like, I'm like, I am, but but I like things like that. So I like being just kind of like a little bit off the wall. And I think that comes from just my upbringing and stuff. But again, I I think it, not everybody's the same. So you have got to find some happy ground of where you are comfortable. 
you know, and, and but make sure you just just be yourself. I mean, I really think that's part of it. Just, you know. So the other question I have for you is, uh, um, his name's also Steve, and he uh, he asked me a couple weeks ago um, about relationships uh-huh. uh, with clientele, and I uh, responded back. I told him, you know, I've got a, I've got someone for you that's going to answer this question because. You can you can probably do it as well, if not better than I can. So, talk about relationships. We've hit hinted on it, hinted hint on it a little bit. Um, if I could talk, just go back real quick. Relationships with with people. Why is that so important to you? Um, I, I think I don't know. I think that um, it opens doors. It really does open doors for you in the sense that. I mean, it's not just about relationships, it's about being kind, it's about being authentic, it's about being loyal, it's having integrity. I think all those things are really important to me. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't want just, I don't just want relationships with people. I want relationships with people that are, you know, like-minded or open to, you know, li- learning and listening and, and finding out about you. I, I, I'm never closed off, I'll listen to anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I think um, relationships, you know, obviously they can make or break you mm-hmm. in many respects in, 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 in when you're sort of doing sales and stuff. But again, it comes down to just authenticity for me. That's awesome. Well, as we're wrapping up here, um, I, uh, I really got to say thank you for sitting down. Um, I, I know that, um, you know, the conversation could go on between you and I for another hour or so if we just let it. But is there anything else you want to, you know, throw out there for listeners who are, who are chiming in, usually um, advice you may want to give out? Well, I, I don't know, really. I, I, I don't come from a stereotypical sales background. I don't come from, a, I, I fell into this through selling phones out of the back of a car, through yeah. all sorts of things. But I think I've always been, as a person, just straightforward, honest, authentic. Um, I certainly do know about what we do. That, that's important too, understanding your business and, and, and being able to communicate that. Right. You haven't got to be Einstein, but, you, but you, I think passion. You have to have a passion for what you do. And you have to have a passion for life, I think, in, in many respects. I, just, I really enjoy my life and I enjoy coming to work. And I always say every day, I walk in the door every day, I say, today's the day. Yeah. You know, and it's more often than not, but today's the day. <laughs> but like, I truly believe that today's the day. We get the next big deal or we get the next big opportunity or we make the next great relationship. Yeah, I truly believe that. The positive, continuous positive thinking that you, you relay is, is really something I hope people take away. Because you come off to me as a very positive thinking kind of guy. Your, your positive mindset is... Is incredible. Well, the, well, that's the United States. I mean, I, I, so many people knock this country. I get, I shouldn't get mad, but I get so mad at people who knock the United States. It, it, it's, it's the most incredible country in the world. It's afforded me, you know, a guy from London with just came here with nothing, uh, just this incredible life, this incredible life here, and uh, so I. I and I'm really respectful of that, and I'm really grateful for that. And when I hear people knock America, I get, you know, it is the greatest country in the world. Wow, I'm gonna end it right there. That's, I, I, I appreciate it. I, your passion is something that just, it blows me away. Um, everyone, thanks so much for chiming in. I really appreciate it. The, uh, the questions and comments 
I can't thank you enough. I, I, I really appreciate it. The conversations and relationships I've developed with people who listen to the podcast on a regular basis is um, something I did not anticipate when I started this, but it's something I've really grown to love. And I, I can't thank you enough. Please keep keep emailing me. That address again is denglish at ad-trend.com. And I reply to them as quickly as I can. Um, I'll continue to do so. I really appreciate it. Um, see, thanks again. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. If anyone wants to reach out to you about Inquest or anything else, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Just Steve at InquestMarketing.com. Simple enough. Everyone, thanks again. Have a great day.